Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This show is sponsored by our members who made donations. We'd like to give them a very big thank you. We have to cover the monthly costs of the radio station's software, bandwidth, phone lines and phone calls to be able to continue with the radio show. And thank you for listening. Hello and thank you for joining us today. We're going to be talking about alcohol use disorder or AUD. Uh, I've had a really interesting conversation with Dr. Burke Berkson, who has talked about issues with liver damage caused through alcohol use disorder and how alpha lipoic acid can regenerate the liver. We've also spoken to Dr. Jill Cattell, who is using um, LDN, not LDN, full strength naltrexone in her practice with the Sinclair method using the pulse dosing. And we'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. <clears throat> and Dr. Jill Cattell also gave an hour's presentation, recorded presentation, at the LDN 2017 conference, which is available online if anybody is interested. And today our guest is Anthony. He's from England and he uses um, the naltrexone in the pulse dosing of the Sinclair method for alcohol use disorder. Thank you for joining us today, Anthony. Well, hello. You're right there. Thank you. So can you tell us, you know, how long ago was it that you found you had an alcohol problem? Um, to be honest with you, I've, I've, I've been drinking for a number of years. I mean, probably since I was in my teens. Um, and I always knew that I was a little bit different from other sort of drinkers because I always used to um, carry on drinking, even when they stopped drinking. Um, but I would say that my alcoholism became stronger um, probably in my 20s if I'm being honest, and um, sort of going right up into my 30s. Um, and, you know, it just, it, just got, it just got uncontrollable because I kept on, um, you know, I kept on, you know, I, I couldn't go without a drink. It got to the point where there was never a day I went without alcohol. And I knew that there was something kind of wrong with me because I would kind of chase for the drink at points, at, you know, at points. And I'd literally make sure I always had drinking, you know, chased for it and um i would say i i come to the conclusion i had to do something when i was about 30 years old just after my 30 31 mm -hmm. and then um basically um like i said i went to my doctors my doctor gave me um a medication called um a campril or camprosate and then they tried me out on that to sort of reduce my intake of alcohol and then they sent me to group and um, I tried the groups and, you know, I was sort of like, it became from chronic alcoholic to binge drinking, but the binges became heavier and heavier and heavier every time I relapsed. And I knew that 
something was terribly wrong because it got to the point that I didn't even remember picking up the first drink. So I used to have like big splurts, like where I would sort of relapse for three, four days. And I used to think, I used to think, you know, I used to come and think, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep on drinking? Anyway, on my journey, I kept, I kept on typing up things online. And I watched this little video um, on the Sinclair Method by an actress called Claudia Christian. And um, it, it just really, it literally just kept, I kept on playing over and over and over and over again. Obviously, when I spoke to my doctors about this medication, naltrexone, and I said, listen, I found out about this medication, none of my doctors knew what it was, and um, they weren't prepared to give it to me, to be honest. When I first got naltrexone, um, it, was, it was quite strange, really, because um, I was in the middle of a relapse at that time. So <laughs> it was just before I went away in May, just gone, 2017. So I was dying to try this naltrexone. I was just sort of urging to try naltrexone. So I went on holiday, and um, at the time I was having um, withdrawals from obviously this relapse sort of while I'm abroad. And um, I went out one night to a bar, and um, basically... I took the pill an hour before and I literally went to the bar and I bought a glass of wine. I had a glass of wine in front of me and it was really strange. The feeling was really strange. It was kind of like I had a few sips of this glass of wine and I'm sitting there in company and the wine just kind of sat there for literally nearly all of the night. And to be honest, the only reason I completed the glass of wine um, was because um, I was in such good company. I thought to myself straight away, is it a case of, is it a case of the, um, is it a case of, I'm on holiday, I'm relaxed, I'm in a warm climate and things like that. That's why I'm not, um, um, not you know, I'm, I'm relaxed. That's probably why I'm not carrying on. I wasn't sure what it was. So anyway, I thought, right, continue trying, taking the naltrexone. Anyway, I took the naltrexone the following day. A similar thing happened. It was almost like someone put a plate of food in front of me. And after a drink or two, um, I was bloated. I couldn't eat no more. It was the same kind of feeling, but with the alcohol. And it was just a really strange feeling. And, you know, I, I carried on through that when I came back. I told my doctor when I came back what happened. And he was like, right, that's great. Um... And then, like I said, I've been on the treatment ever since. I've been on the treatment now for about eight months, eight, nine months. I mean, end of yeah, May, yeah, eight, nine months now. And when they say pharmacological extinction in the Sinclair Method, I actually understand what they mean. Because at the beginning of my journey, before I was on naltrexone, 
anything, any argument that I would get in, any situation that I would get in, I would get a mad, mad crazy frow coat with like an excuse to drink. And the drink would take over me. So if I was angry, I would want to drink alcohol. Um, in the later months, I noticed even when I was in troubled situations or I would get really angry about a situation or a, or a position that I was in, the alcohol, I would kind of still get angry, but I wouldn't naturally think of alcohol straight away. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like got rid of that. It was almost like I'm angry, but what do I do? Where before then, it would have been like, I'm angry, I need to drink alcohol. Um, so it literally took that craving away. And he actually put me back in the driver's seat with um, my addiction. You know, I mean, I found it really difficult because, I mean, I live in London. So where, we, where I am, in, if you are in the suburbs, you know, after hours, sort of after 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, there's nothing to do apart from go to a local pub. So, you know, it was getting to the point that I was isolating myself. I was staying indoors. You know, I was being told by doctors and, you know, if you don't want a haircut, don't go to a barbershop. You know, you don't go to a barbershop. You know, they were telling me these little quotes to kind of like make me sort of change what I was doing. And I was, I was, I was, I was staying indoors and doing stuff like that. But after a while, after a while, I was isolating myself from my addiction. You know, I was going, well, I'm not going to go out because if I go out, I'm going to want to drink. So I wouldn't go out. I've noticed since I've been on this treatment, I've been, I've had, I've had choice, you know, and because I've had choice to always have a drink or not have a drink, have a drink because I'm on the Sinclair method, um, the, the compulsions become less and less and less. So I don't necessarily feel like I want to go out and drink. It's more, I want to go out and socialize, mm-hmm. knowing that I can have a drink. You know, it's, it's almost putting me back in the driver's seat. It's giving me control. But, and I've, no, I've never had that. I, I mean, I'm a very in control person um, when it comes down to most things. But one thing I would say, anyone with alcohol dependence, and I do deeply understand and empathize, it does take over your life. And it gets to the point where you can't, function without alcohol it's a vicious circle you almost get scared for the withdrawal rules but the alcohol takes over you you know to the point where you know people will say it's a willpower thing with alcohol and I always thought well maybe there's something wrong with me do you know what I mean maybe Mm -hmm. there is something wrong with me but obviously in later research Obviously, you know, things are more evidence has come out that, you know, alcoholism is an actual disease of the brain. You know, one, you know, and it, and it is, you know, I used to go into AA groups and I used to sit there and everyone looks so miserable, you know, mm. they sitting there talking about how they affected other people's life through the drink and all the rest of it. And it was almost kind of, it, I felt it was quite a religious kind of, event that I was going to but I would have tried anything I would have tried anything I tried that I tried smart recovery you know I would have tried absolutely anything and when I found what I found it literally it was remarkable because it made it gave me control again mm-hmm. you know I mean I'm only in my 30s so early 30s so for me 
I want to say alcohol is an important part of my life, but the habit of going out and socialising, that's still very important to me. Mm-hmm. And when you're around people that are kind of like drinking, at one point when it was like I was around people that were drinking a lot or going out drinking, I think to myself, God, I want to do that, but I can't do that. I can't drink. I can't do what they do. There's something wrong with me. I'm damaged. My head is damaged. And it used to really physically and mentally affect me. It really did. It got me on many a downers. Um, but when I started taking the low dose, sorry, the naltrexone, and I started being able to go out, and it it was almost like wearing a condom in my brain. It, that, that's the only way I could describe it. <laughs> it was like a mask for my head. And it gave me control and it felt actually good being able to go out and have one drink and go, no, I'm, I'm not, I've had enough now. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more alcohol. I don't need that no more. You know? So the naltrexone has actually allowed you to still go out and socialise and have a good time without the need to have the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah completely. And the thing is, it gives me choice. You see, because, you know, obviously young people, I think, I think we go out nowadays, especially nowadays, obviously local areas, anything that's open is pubs, you know, so it gives me choice. So if I do go out and I do get the urge, not even, I don't even get the urge to drink no more. I think it's just because I enjoy sometimes drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking safely, knowing that I ain't going to um, go crazy. You know, I know I can have one or two drinks now and I will stop. It it just blocks that part of my brain that tells me, carry on drinking. You know, I used to get really like, when I stopped drinking at the beginning, I used to get really scared at times because I used to go to the supermarket and I would have to stand there and stop myself. Um, You know, looking at the alcohol section, the Mm -hmm. red wine, I was a big red wine lover and a whiskey lover. And I used to sometimes have to stop for like literally 60 seconds um, and kind of catch a breath because I used to go get that craving to want to buy alcohol, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't get that no more. You know, I don't get that no more. I go into a shop now and it's like, oh, it's wine. Oh, it's got... I don't even get the craving to want to buy it or to have the desire to purchase it now, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is. Um, Would you say you lot, feel less angry now? Do do your uh, are your moods more stable? I suffer with anxiety and depression. I've been suffering for that for a long time, and I'm under my doctors for that as well. But I think what it is now is I use my time wisely because I haven't got that addiction to try and find activities other than alcohol, to occupy my time, mm-hmm. which take, put my mind into other hobbies. So, you know, when I was, when I was um, craving alcohol, it was all AA, 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 where now it's kind of like finding hobbies in my spare time. And, you know, I want to help out other addicts. I'd love to help out other addicts that are going through the same kind of thing that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I do a lot of research in my spare time. I also do baking. I like to bake cakes and things like that when I'm bored. Um, and I use my time wisely now. You know, I don't just sit there and go, well, you know, I would say, yeah, the anger has died down a little bit. I still get angry, but I think the, I think the, you still need aftercare because I think even though the physical um, um, addiction kind of disappears and fades in the background, the mental kind of brain of an addict, you have to kind of use that time to find other activities to occupy your time, whether that will be reading, cooking, um, I don't know, baking, knitting, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that makes you tick. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, that's what you have to do, you know? Um, and you know, I, I do, I find that it's, it's, it's made me use my time more wisely. And like I said, I've really got mentally involved with this kind of treatment because, um, obviously it ain't widely prescribed to people. Yes. And, um, I really, I mean, I believe in it. I really strongly believe in LDN, and I really do think that it could save addicts' lives. Literally, I mean, I was a chronic alcoholic. I was drinking two bottles of scotch a night towards the end of my addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, and that was a daily habit. It was getting more and more expensive. You know, where there would be days I wouldn't have no gas, no electricity. I would just have to chase for that drink. So you know, how many? Yes, we nearly run out of time, Anthony. Could you just tell us how many days a week now do you find yourself drinking alcohol using the Sinclair method? Um, I, it's weird. Um, I think probably every once every five weeks, and I have about two drinks. Wow, that is amazing, isn't it? You have done so well, and you said you would like to help people. If we have any listeners out there who have an alcohol use disorder and would like somebody to talk to, would if they contact me, um, Linda at ldnrt.org, would it be all right for me to introduce you to these people? Almost definitely, 100%. I'd love to give back into the LDN community all day, every day, definitely. Well... We would all like to wish you Happy New Year and every success for the future. Thank you very much, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to introduce Astrid from Norway, who uses LDN for MS. Thank you for joining us today, Astrid. You're welcome. My pleasure. Can you tell us, you know, how long ago was it when you first noticed your MS symptoms? Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, I was diagnosed in 1996 mm-hmm. and 29 years old. And I got the uh, diagnosis just um, over a period from I was getting sick to uh, have the diagnosis established. It was three weeks. Okay. Uh, so... Um, I have a kind of strange uh, <laughs> uh, loop for this because normally people are kind of sick for a long time and don't figure out what is wrong with them. 
but my my MS was like a big surprise for me when I got it, and um, I was kind of uh, shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had um, a friend of um, a, a mother of a friend uh, who had the, I had grew up with who has MS. And also a cousin of my father, and both these ladies were really uh, role models. I can say they <laughs> were very um, um, happy, mm-hmm. lived a good life, uh, even though they were using wheelchair, and you can really see they were sick, but they had very good life and were very happy um, generous woman so I was like not so scared but uh, of course very surprised mm-hmm. when I got the diagnosis and but when I look back uh, in the retro perspective uh, I can find uh, episodes and also some issues that have been bothering me during the years before I got the diagnosis that I can now relate to the MS diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But I didn't um, recognize it as um, something that I did go to the doctor with. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so I got the diagnosis and... Um, at the moment, I was kind of sick. Uh, didn't manage to to put the buttons on my <laughs> um, blouse and uh, had the kind of uh, bad walk and needed to use the wheelchair for a while, but kind of recovered kind of quick. And I felt like... Um, it was uh, nothing to bother about. Kept on doing was I as I did before, and didn't want to recognize that I was sick really. Mm-hmm. And uh, this went on for for almost two years, and then I went to a surgery for my back, uh, and uh, just uh, a couple of weeks after that surgery, I got another attack uh, who kind of put my feet away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then the doctor explained uh, the reason for this attack was the, um, what do you call it? Um, I was under this... Um, the anesthetic? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I was completely away during the during the um, procedure and they explained that it was due to to that it uh, this attack was uh, triggered they explained mm-hmm. so i still didn't get any offer for any uh, uh, medicine for ms only for pain okay so i used uh, all this bad stuff <laughs> like uh, side effects, Lyrica, Neurontin, uh, all this um, medicine for for epileptic uh, 
normally. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of um, more and more affected by um, the fatigue and um, the neuro pain for MS. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more and more. Uh, and the, the doctor couldn't really help me. I wasn't qualified to get the um, medicine to slow down the MS because I was considered in a, a different uh, pot or what you can call it, uh, in a different category than yes. they mm-hmm. at the time uh, considered to... Um, to give a medicine to to slow down the MS pro- progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, uh, today, I know the Norwegian doctors starting to give this right away. But at, in '96 and in '98, when I had these two big uh, episodes, it was not common yet. Okay. And then uh, I had my daughter in 2002 and I had a really good pregnancy and I was feeling very fit. And uh, as many with MS, uh, we usually get better during pregnancies. And of course, uh, it was a concerned to to think about that the the birth could trigger another attack. Yes. So um, um, I was very precocious about what I did during the <clears throat> the birth. So I did use um, only um, the needles for for pain relief, and I didn't get any <laughs> any. Help from uh, from the epidural or things like that. They were careful uh, what they gave me. Mm-hmm. So um, and um, um, when my daughter started to grow up, I <clears throat> had more and more fatigue and more and more pain. Um, but it didn't help what the doctors give me for the pain and for fatigue. It's not really any medicine who is working. Uh, I was trying uh, something called Symmetrel for a while, but it uh, really um, more, um, what do you call it, uh, triggered it. It was like more, gave me more fatigue and um, so it was the opposite of um, of everything. Mm-hmm. And then I met this lady. Uh, I don't know if you know about this program we have had in Norway. Uh, it's uh, in 2013. Uh, it was a program in the Norwegian television. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And the lady with the MS who was uh, uh, telling her story. In that program, I met her in a um, um, training camp for MS. Uh, and she told me about the LDN. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I figured out that this is something I want to try because she was like all over the place. Uh. <laughs> the energy and everything. 
and I find out I would give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I asked uh, the, the doctors and they said this is not proven uh, so we can't give it to you mm. uh, And but they told me how to get it <laughs> they said if I go to your primary doctor uh, and the primary doctor will, will give the rest, uh, reception the, um, res, yeah, prescription the pres- prescription mm-hmm. uh, it's okay and we can't really uh, say that you shouldn't take it but because of uh, policy and blah 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 they have decided that all of the Norwegian neuro uh, doctors will not write this prescription okay so I did and in May 2013 12, I started using uh, LDM and I have um, been reading then a lot in Facebook because it started to pop up groups in Norway and in Denmark and who were de- um, um, who were sharing uh, stories mm-hmm. uh, and also a special group for only MS and LDM. And I read and concluded that uh, if I start, I need to start with uh, low dose, very low dose, and uh, increase um, very slowly. Mm-hmm. And I did. So um, I started in May, and in the end of July, I was able to go to... Um, holiday with my family for 10 days we started uh, out with the three days of uh, um, wedding <laughs> who normally was uh, kind of so exhausting that I would be uh, like being on the coach for the rest of the week after just one night <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, we went on to a park for um, for my daughter who was uh, 10. And uh, I was for the first time able to spend the whole day walking around in the park uh, together with her. Mm-hmm. And um, then we went on for a long ride with the car and we were away for 10 days. And uh, when I came back, I was exhausted one day. I had to, to use this coach one day. And wow, it was amazing. like, wow, mm-hmm. something has changed. Something <sighs> radical has changed. Um, and uh, I still was taking uh, uh, some pain uh, medicine, but I started reducing it. And um, within... Uh, February 2013, my doctor stopped prescribing any uh, drugs with um, with opioids for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since uh, I have, I came back to work. Um, been working, uh, not full time, but I have been 100 percent. Um, what do you call it, uh, out of work, <laughs> uh, 
since uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I um, have been more or less sometimes also in more than 100% in hours uh, working in periods after this. No pain at all longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very often um, had this uh, problem with my bladder. So I had uh, uh, very much of this, uh, what is the name of it in English? Uh, um, I didn't really manage to control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of uh, uh, accidents, of course, uh, but I also got a lot of infections. Ah, oh, in your bladder. Uh, yes. Yeah, in my bladder. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was constantly in infection. Yeah. Uh, and um, two times it almost cost me my, my life, more or less, because I got this. Uh, Urosepsis, what they call it in yeah. Norway, mm-hmm. uh, the blood um, got infected. Oh, so two yeah. times I went to the hospital and it was really, really critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I started on Aulian, I had no uh, episode of uh, this at all. Good. Uh, I have never any cold or any flu or things like that. Um, my allergy has gotten better. <laughs> uh, I and I use also the catheter uh, to help to empty the bladder because it didn't empty it completely itself, and that's the reason yes. I got these infections mm-hmm. all so the time. You, so you're self catheterizing. Yes, yes. I, mm-hmm. I did for several years, and of course I was. Um, not that uh, <laughs> that much of a joy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so and no, I don't. I haven't done that since uh, I started on LDN, and oh, I can good. like feel like I need to go to the bathroom for an hour, and it, I don't have the um, um, accidents anymore either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's all definitely affected my bladder in a very, very good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the energy is like uh, no one. I'm, I'm in, in the board of uh, uh, the local um, MS uh, society where I live. Mm-hmm. And it's none of the, <laughs> the other one who is really saying that you ca- you can't have a mess. You you're too you're too eager. You're too all over the place. Yeah. You're too energetic. You are <laughs> so it's you can't see it and you can really. I I, I feel like I'm I'm more or less. Um, uh, without any diagnose really at the time. It's a combination with the LDN, and I also take um, some something called soul uh, from the rain. It's, uh, it's um, 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 kills 
good. What's the name? Uh, more more like uh, um, natural medicine. Oh, based on uh, uh, based on huh? take it to yeah. flush out your I, bladder. It yeah no it's I take it for for it's it's more like uh, a drink. Mm -hmm. I drink it uh, and it's um, it's cold pressed uh, oil from seeds. Oh okay. Uh, with black human seed in it, it's black the raspberry seed and it's chardonnay grape seed and this is also in very very good for um, uh, for infections mm -hmm. prevent infection infections uh, and it also gives energy and it's uh, so this two combination with the LDN and the rain soul it's been like life-changing mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so if you were to say what your quality of life was like before you started on LDN and 10 being the best, what would it have been? Hmm. I would say um, between three and four, maybe. And what would you say it is today? 10. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Mm. That's a fantastic so I, story. I can do whatever I mm -hmm. I uh, like to do, and I can say yes to what I like to do, and I don't need to to kind of before it was um, the cost and value um, um, measuring if anything was supposed to happen. I needed to to value: is this going to cost me too much, or is it going to give me any value? Mm. And everything was uh, like that. And of course, since I had a little daughter, everything was um, 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 focused like to give her the best um, possible life. So when she went to the kindergarten and school, I was prioritizing to be on the sofa, do nothing so yeah. that I can have energy to to play with her when she came back up with school that she could have friends over and so on and um, so everything was kind of on focusing on to give her the best mm -hmm. uh, and not uh, what I really wanted and I'm a, a kind of person who is used to I went to when I went to school and I uh, um, went to to college and uh, high, high, um, university, I was working uh, beside. Uh, I have been also always using, used to have a very high capacity of work um, effort. Mm -hmm. So I've been used to work a lot and to enjoy working and always kind of be this uh, Yes, person. <laughs> and, and suddenly, I had to be this no person in 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 any aspect. Even though I wanted, I knew that this is gonna cost me. So mm. it won't. Uh, it won't. It wouldn't be worth it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I... and now everything is like back to where it was. Like. Mm -hmm. Um, the person I am, I can say yes to what I like to do, and it works. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! 
and you don't mm. get the pain anymore either that's gone no and and that was really the the big difference uh the biggest i think because the pain gave me um, uh sleep disorder because i i was having a very very bad sleep quality I, <clears throat> even though i was always tired and being on the coach i didn't really i got uh, um rest mm-hmm. and even though if if i was lying on the couch and uh, i felt like going to the bathroom because uh, i needed to it was like uh i i wait a minute or two i wait a five minutes i i, I like kind of oh it was mm-hmm. exhausting just mm-hmm. to go to the toilet so everything was like and also the pain gave me um no calm in the uh, in the body it was like constantly um, um like something was going on um, like uh, ants inside mm. <laughs> uh and uh, i felt like uh, my whole body is like when you you take your muscles and you you squeeze them as hard as you can uh and you feel like how the body is anxious and in in a strain, you know. Mm-hmm. It felt like this all the time, even though I was lying in the bed. Uh, the the body was relaxed, but it didn't feel like it. Mm. Uh, and this pain is is all gone. When I lay down now, it's uh, it feels like I'm relaxed. Wonderful. And I don't have. Uh, have any use for um, for pain and for the neuro pain it's gone also um, the MS has this um, um, it's more like uh, lightning uh, pain in eyes in the ears in the in the mouth um, it's like going as lightning bolts coming mm-hmm. and give you pain for just a few seconds to a minute. And I had a lot of these neuropains and they are also all gone. Oh, that is good. Um, it's very good. Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's so many things that it's disappeared. I don't re- I, I don't remember all the pain either because it's since, 2013, I felt like my life restarted again um, with the LVN. So I have been very, very um, talking a lot of it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and gave everybody like, you have to try, you have to try. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so they are always asking me, are you selling this or what? Mm. <laughs> Um, no, I say you have to go to the to the doctor and ask for it. And uh, so, and in Norway, when I started, I had to order the box uh, with a special delivery to my uh, to my pharmacist uh, place in in my city. Uh, but now uh, all pharmacists have this in. Uh, in stock okay yeah 
Yeah. So so in in the beginning they, it was like a special order, but now it's not. Um, and I'm kind of out of curiosity asking if I go to a new pharmacy and if the people know uh, about the LVN and ask them if they have a lot of customers and a lot of them say that uh, it's been common and it's more and more people using it for more and more sickness and diagnosis and um, that um, yeah they recognize that this is something who is um, is working (laughs) it's uh, it's so many people for for so many reasons and different reasons who use it and um, they recognize it in the the pharmacy too. Mm. Wonderful. Well, we've come to the end of the show and we are so pleased to have heard your story today, Astrid. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. That's my pleasure and I hope everybody is able to try LDN because I think it's uh, worth a try anyway. Mm. Thank you very Um, much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.